Hi everyone, it's Precious Pioneer and first of all, I really wanted to say thank you guys so much for all of your love and support. Shout out to my listeners all the way out in Australia. Um, you guys mean the world to me. Um, you guys have submitted me a lot of questions, but I've gotten the same question quite frequently about, hey Precious, I want to be a cook. I really don't know where to begin. What should I do? How do I get started? And so today we're going to be answering very short 10 tips um, for people learning how to cook, beginners wondering where to start off, where to get their grounding. And we're just going to cover that today. So let's jump into it. You're listening to Precious the Foodie, the podcast about the food we eat. Okay, so my number one tip would be to cook all of the time. Um, I know that sounds really basic and really simple, but the thing is though, when you first start off cooking, a lot of people tell me that they cook maybe once a month, but most of the time they eat out, and that honestly won't cut it. Practice makes perfect when you're learning how to cook. I would recommend at least cooking three times a week. I feel like that's pretty feasible because me personally, like when I was first starting out learning how to cook and everything, like I'm a party of one, so there's no need for me to cook every day. I always had plenty of leftovers. Um, My perfect schedule is kind of um, cooking every other day and sometimes if I wanted a meal prep then I cooked like for three days straight and then had a bunch of leftovers for the week so I recommend just cooking 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 all the time and you learn from each experience you're able to cook a little bit faster or use your knife a little bit faster and so that's what I recommend for number one just practice 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 Some of the best chefs out there um, aren't, it doesn't happen by accident. They spend most of their time cooking. And so if you want to become a great cook, you have to practice not every day, but a lot. You have to practice quite a lot. Um, So my tip number two would be not to try too hard, um, at least at first. You know, when you're first starting out with anything new, you don't want to fail so awfully that you just give up and you don't want to pursue it anymore. So I would recommend with starting off with something simple, something basic, even if that's just making spaghetti and meatballs or chicken and rice or something, fried rice, you know, something really simple where you know for sure that um, it's going to turn out okay and once you build your confidence and get a couple things right, then you can reach out and experiment a little bit more. But I definitely recommend keeping it super basic, super simple, and then as you master those very basic skills um, of making a pot of rice or cooking noodles, then um, you'll definitely you can definitely adjust accordingly. Starting off with something a little bit more complicated like pad thai, for example, um, could really deteriorate your confidence and when like the noodles aren't cooked right and there's a lot of ingredients incorporated so you don't want to fail so abruptly when you first are getting started so definitely keep it simple um tip number three is to make something delicious Um, when you pick your favorite meals and you learn how to cook it um It's kind of exciting because you have this new uh, recipe in your back pocket and it's your favorite thing. I remember when I first started learning to cook, um, I kind of had a rule for myself. Like if I wanted something really indulgent, like I I used to eat really, really, really healthy because I was an athlete, but now 
for the most part, I, I still eat pretty healthy. But like um, when I was in that mindset, I'm like, okay, precious, like if you want pizza or if you want something cheesy like lasagna or, you know, if I want some, like fried chicken from Chick-fil-A, you know, that sort of like indulgent uh, sort of meal, I would have to cook it myself, you know? And so it's kind of like this new exciting venture of like, oh, I don't know how to make this. So let me just try to make it and um, experiment with that and became so much more exciting because it's my favorite food um, to eat, but now I'm learning how to make it. So I would definitely recommend um, picking your favorite items uh, to eat uh, and then practicing making that because once you have mastered it after making it multiple times, then whenever you have that craving or when it, it, it excites you to cook it, it excites you to be able to eat the final result and then share that your favorite food with your friends and your family and again when you're first starting off cooking it's about building your confidence and being confident with what you're doing to share that food with somebody else um so uh moving on to tip number four um i would definitely recommend to like experiment while you're at the grocery store like don't be afraid to buy new items i know that i used to shop I still shop at like Whole Foods, but in Orlando, there's this place called Lucky's Market, which is kind of like a farmer's market sort of style. So they always had the strangest produce options. I remember I ran into like these tiny little red bananas, or I remember when I first tried turnips for the first time. And so there's always going to be produce or items or ingredients that you've never heard of. Um, And so I definitely recommend to just, you know, every now and then pick up something that's you've never heard of it and then that way you can taste it sample it and develop your palate over time that's how you learn about new ingredients and new foods you just kind of integrate it into your diet and then you find out whether you like something or maybe you don't like something but oftentimes more often than not you'll discover something that could be your new favorite item you know so I remember when I bought when I bought Brussels sprouts for the first time, and I remember having them as a kid. But as a kid, you know, other people are cooking for you, and they may not you may not like exactly that cooking style. And oftentimes, vegetables are overcooked when you're kids. So that's why you don't really like it. But when you learn how to cook properly, and you were able to use fresh and local ingredients, you may discover your new favorite food. And honestly, I love Brussels sprouts. I can eat so many of them they're one of my favorite vegetables and so i definitely recommend just going out splurging five dollars or so it's really not splurging but you know just trying picking up new items smelling them eating them tasting them discovering foods that you like and dislike i remember like if you go to a grocery store like there's over five or six or sometimes even ten different varieties of potatoes and I didn't even know like the difference between them so every time I wanted to buy potatoes for breakfast or um, whatever it may be I discovered that you know some potatoes are better for mashed potatoes some are better for baked some are better for fried you know and you wouldn't really know that unless you took the time to buy them experiment and see kind of what cooking style works best with each one you can all and I remember being so excited sometimes picking up certain produce and being like hmm I wonder if this is like better for you than the stuff that I normally get and so you can kind of find like the benefits of eating certain food items like it may have more vitamins that you're deprived of you know things like that and so I think that's a really interesting way um, to learn about cooking is to definitely experiment grocery shopping um, 
on your like on your weekly list like picking up a couple extra items um when you're cooking i like so moving on to uh number five when you're cooking i recommend um to cook your way through a cookbook and the reason why i say that is because those books are really designed for beginners it's a step-by-step process you can pick out a cookbook that really speaks to you whether that's a vegan diet gluten-free allergy um, or it can be really fun if you just want to learn how to barbecue and grill or if you want something silly and fun or you if you want like recipes or meals for your kids you can find like a good meal packing cookbook things like that You can find a cookbook based on your lifestyle, essentially like, hey, I'm a busy person, I work all day, I I don't have time to make a full course dinner every day, so I really want to learn how to make stews and soups and things like that. So you can definitely pick a cookbook that really speaks to you. And honestly, in those cookbooks, they give you such really good basic tips, um, whether that's knife skills or how to prepare vegetables or even for looking for proper ripe great produce at a grocery store they really give you really good tips on um basics the ethics the ethics of cooking and beginning and finding out what ingredients best work for your diet and things like that their recipes are usually kept pretty simple pretty standard um, for beginners uh, to be able to follow and navigate through the entire list Um, So that's what I definitely recommend um, to just cook your way through a whole cookbook. There's usually like lesson plans in the beginning. It kind of gives you an overview of, hey, like this is what cooking is. This is what food is. This is what everything kind of is. And then in the back, usually there's all kinds of recipes of following along. So it's like, hey, you learn this and lesson one. Now I want you to practice making this sauce or soup. So it really eases you into it. So you don't have to be so afraid of just trying something new um the reason why i say a cookbook is better is because sometimes the internet can like like flood you with so many different recipes and things like that that aren't quite great like i think everybody has tried that whole pinterest phase where they're like oh i definitely want to try this pinterest really cool mac and cheese recipe or something and sometimes it works and most of the time it doesn't because it's kind of weird or wonky so Definitely pick up a book by a professional and kind of just read it through and you'll learn a lot that way. Um, Going on to tip number six, I would definitely um, say you have to read, when you're first looking at a recipe, read the recipe through one time before you start cooking or preparing anything because... (laughs) Me personally, as a cook, like as my occupation, I have made countless errors and mistakes because I did not read the recipe first. I kind of just looked at the ingredients, gathered the ingredients and started mixing and stirring and all this stuff. And then just to find out that, hmm, like step number seven, you need a chill for an hour or two. And I just popped them in the oven and they melted. They were like awful or like I would mix it all together and it'd be like, hey, mix the wet ingredients and mix these dry and these spices in three separate bowls and then mix one here. And, you know, but I didn't read that before. So I kind of just mixed it all together and it was clumpy and gross and the texture was off. So recipes are really important when starting off, um, especially for baking because baking is a chemistry, but also food um, is a science and the way that 
um, everything is balanced between acids, fats, heat, and um, salt levels and things like that. Everything is such a balance that you really have to pay attention to the order and when to mix or when to stir and when to saute or when to add and sprinkle. It's really important to just kind of read it through so you know what to expect because it would suck if you prepared an entire meal just to find out that you have to let it rest for 24 hours, you know, so you don't have a practical meal ready um, when you find those things out. You rather you, I, you would much rather um, uh, read it through to find out first off how long it takes, how much you'll yield, and then also be, make sure that you have all the ingredients and the materials that you need to actually have a successful um, completion of your dish. So that's definitely really important. Read it all the way through. I guess the perfect example is like Ikea. Like, you know, Ikea furniture, you wouldn't just, with all these parts, you wouldn't just start building. You'd probably read the instructions first very thoroughly, maybe even like four times because building that furniture is really hard. But it's like the same idea when it comes to cooking. You really have to go through it step by step, understand exactly what you're doing, and then proceed. Okay, and then so tip number seven is to lay out all of your ingredients. There's actually a French term for this. It's called mise en place, which is like everything in its place. And so it means that um, I like to break it cooking down and it's very commonly done this way where there's two parts, um, the prepping and then the cooking. And so you can even prep out all, lay out all your ingredients, prep it all. That's like slicing, dicing, peeling all your vegetables, um, stirring in all the mix-ins that you need and you can actually store that you can do all that prep in the morning and then when you have dinner at night all that's ready so you just throw it all together and then you cook it for dinner and so it's part one and part two but laying out all your ingredients you're able to see first off that you have everything enough of everything and then also it's also it saves you time if you want to just do all your prep on one day and then you can assemble each day throughout the week so it's more efficient that way sometimes and then also you get to see that you have everything that you need and it's a matter of just mixing everything's portioned out like hey I need eight avocados boom they're all there or hey I need six ounces of this liquid it's already there and you all you have to do is just pour it you're not measuring and mix it you know you're not doing a lot of the measurements and a lot of the cuts because that's the stuff that's really time consuming it's just all prepared and all done already and then so when you're finally ready to cook it's a matter of assembling and then cooking i suppose <laughs> um okay and then tip number eight would be to buy um, quality kitchen tools. When you first start off cooking, I would say that there is a steep initial investment. So eight, tip eight and nine are kind of intertwined. So I'm just gonna kind of smush them together, I suppose. But um, tip number eight, yeah, is to buy um, quality kitchen tools. Um, you don't have to buy everything, but you do need the essentials. I always say that quality tools kind of helps for a quality experience. When you have a crappy cutting board or a really low quality pot, um, it lessens the quality of your food oftentimes and your cooking experience, especially when you're first starting off with cooking. Um, Especially when you buy a cheap pan, the bottoms are usually really thin, so they're more susceptible to burning. So when your cookbook says, hey, saute onions on medium heat, medium high heat for 
five minutes or whatever it may be um, that the thin bottom of that really cheap pot will burn um, which will like impact how your onions are cooked and your cooking time and depending on what oil you use it'll burn faster so your butter will blacken and will become inedible same with olive oil um, because they have a lower um, I'm sorry uh, I think it's a yeah lower burning temperature vice versa. I'm trying to say basically that they burn uh, quicker with a higher temperature so that. <laughs> um, so it's very important that you um, invest into quality pans and um, things of that nature so your cooking can turn out a lot better. Um, so I would say that it may be expensive at first so like a good quality pan could be 20 to 50 dollars or something but if you treat your equipment well and you um, wash them and take care of them the way that they're supposed to they can easily last up to 10 years and so it's definitely worth the investment when you're first uh, getting started because you're going to be eating your whole life so you might as well like invest into quality um, uh, equipment um, also when it comes to knives um, you also can't really buy a really cheap wonky knife because they tend to dull faster and um, a dull knife is actually very dangerous to use and very difficult to use and so you're more susceptible to cutting yourself with dull knives and a good quality knife you can get them at even Target or another uh, kitchen kind of store I suppose and a good quality knife can range from like um, like starting around 50 to 60 and then it can go up to a few hundred dollars um, but I definitely recommend getting at least one good quality chef knife and you'll, it'll just make your cooking a lot easier because when you have poor tools it's suddenly really difficult to cut things and it takes way longer and it's more dangerous so definitely recommend getting higher quality um, equipment uh, and then so step, step nine or tip nine is kind of intertwined and so when you are first starting off cooking oftentimes you don't have a lot of uh, the ingredients you need just for basic ingredients so the price is kind of high when you're first getting started because you're buying a lot of spices and oils and spices um, are kind of expensive when you're buying a lot at once um, because you need an essential at least five to ten you know when it comes to like salt pepper cumin paprika um, cayenne pepper you know eat cinnamon nutmeg you know each of those little uh, canisters that you see at a grocery store range from like three to four dollars and so even though they last a very long time it's definitely worth it because of that factor but when you are starting with absolutely nothing and having maybe a salt shaker um, it can add up quite quickly and so um, when you first start off cooking it's definitely a little dent into your wallet but um, practically when you make your weekly grocery st st store stops um, you only go you only buy your perishable items like your produce and your meat or whatever your frozen goods and things like that so you're not buying those items every single day a good quality oil ranges from like 10 10's pushing it, I would say like a good $15 olive oil or something, and then it can go up to $30 if you, you know, things like that. It all The price can go, always go up, but I definitely recommend um, getting a good quality oil and good spices and things. And because it, at the end of the day, like it'll make your food taste better. Like if you, it's all what you put into it. If you get a super cheap 
spice you know like a like a value brand or whatever it may be like if that's your budget then that's also acceptable like that's great but you get what you put into your food if you want your food to taste really high quality um natural organic like delicious um you need to put that value into your ingredients and then also a lot of the olive oils are mixed in with corn or vegetable oil or things like that so canola oil so you if you want that ingredient olive oil then make sure that it's 100% and we can go into another podcast about the different types of oils butters and fats but um that's my uh, tip number nine to definitely um, invest into good spices and oils because that's the foundation of flavor for a lot of your dishes and foods that you're going to be cooking. And lastly, with te- uh, lastly <laughs> with tip number ten, it was a little tongue twister there, um, would be to look up techniques online. Um, there's a right way and there's a wrong way to properly cut things and the right way is not only the safest way but it's also the most efficient way so it's definitely um, beneficial to look up hey how do I cut it cut an onion properly how do I cut a tomato how do I cut a red pepper you know things like that you can learn very basic knife skills on YouTube and things like that and I definitely recommend looking up those cooking skills um, to kind of uh, add to your toolbox of things you should know and you'll eventually get better and more efficient as you prepare meals three times a week and you just build on those building blocks of skills by practicing cooking um, every week and things like that. So I definitely recommend just looking up small things like, hey, how do I do this? Usually the video is only a minute or two long, but it's a good way to learn and um, grow as a cook and that's what I did when I was first learning and so I definitely want to push that onto you guys. A last final tip just for um, just for you guys is just to relax. Take a breather, you know, like uh, cooking is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be an experience for you for you to be able to save money even cook things that you like control what's going into your meal your diet and um, it shouldn't be so stressful so pour yourself a glass of wine just enjoy the learning experience know that you are going to burn things you're going to drop things you're going to mess things up some stuff is going to taste really bad it's going to be too oily or too gross whatever and that is okay to just scrap it throw it away, try again another day, order a pizza for tonight, and just call it a day. Like we all have bad experiences. That's the process, the give and take of learning. And so I want you guys to be encouraged and to experiment with new things, try new food, smell. Um, It's one of my favorite passions and and something I absolutely love to do. If you guys want more podcasts and uh, tips and things like that for me to share with you guys, please reach out to me on social media at Precious the Foodie or Precious Pioneer. Um, I'm always uh, trying to give value to you guys, but thank you so much for listening. Have a good day. Bye.